0: Joining me back on the show is Bare Knuckle Boxing World Champion, Mark Godbeer. What's going on, Mark?
1: I'm good, my man. Uh, Yeah, just British champion. Not quite world champion yet, British champion. So, yeah, all good. All good, yeah. How are you doing?
0: Good, good, man. Uh, But I think if you're a Bare Knuckle Champion in the UK, it's considered a world champion, man, because in some ways, I believe that's where it started, right?
1: Yeah I believe so yeah um uh it, it, you know there's a there's there's always been a big uh following for Knuckle boxing um obviously before it became mainstream which it is mainstream now is getting very big um it, it it was a there was a big underground scene in the UK especially with like um in the traveler community you know like uh um the the gypsy community and the, the traveler community irish gypsies and i uh, um, and Romani travelers and stuff it was a uh, and and you know it was it was it was always it was always there but an underground sort of sport it was always the ultimate straightener for for family feuds and so forth so yeah but you 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 must have seen the film snatch surely oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> Yeah, there's there, there there like you know that, that that isn't that isn't far off of what 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 you know what sort of a uh, movement there was with bare knuckle boxing in in the UK.
0: When you think back, what when you what was your first exposure to bare knuckle boxing? How old were you? Did you see it in a bar or what was going on at that time? Um,
1: uh, so um, I think I've mentioned it before with interviews and stuff with you. Um, you know, uh, I think, and, and 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 I could I can speak openly about this now um, because I think, I believe a lot of fighters in my situation all started off the same. We all enjoyed fighting, we all enjoyed scrapping. So for me, I was always, you know, one of the rogues that was always scrapping on the streets and stuff. So I, I was always sort of used to fighting bare knuckle and stuff like that, and always sort of getting in trouble with the police for scrapping and stuff like that, but um, obviously turned it into something positive, walked into a martial arts gym and channeled my negative energy into positive energy so I've always had that um, you know I've always had that uh, the bare knuckle or you know the street fighting element to it I'm not, it's not something I'm proud of but it, it is a part of my life and something that used to happen when I was younger I used to love a scrap I was I was a little uh little shit so to speak yeah but um you know my dad my dad uh there's a big like traveler gypsy heritage um with family and family friends and stuff like that so um my dad you know my dad's been involved with underground bare knuckle boxing in the past when he was in his younger days and stuff, you know, to put food on the table and stuff like that. It was just a dumb thing. So it's always been in my blood. Yeah.
0: Now let's talk about your upcoming fight, Valor, Bare Knuckle. Yep. How did you connect with them? Did Ken Shamrock call you directly?
1: Yeah, I've I've I I s i was honored really. Yeah. I am so someone reached out to me I believe, forgive me, you know, I'm not name dropping or nothing, but I believe obviously my last camp um, over in Thailand, Fairtex and stuff, um, you know, I hooked up with the likes of Alistair Overeem and stuff like that. And I believe my name was put forward maybe through Alistair or something to this organization that was happening through Ken Shamrock and stuff. And then someone reached out to me um they got my so, so someone obviously give them my number Um you have to quote me on it but i believe it, it was alistair and um or, or or someone in that in in that party or in that camp that we did um put my name forward they thought they thought i was obviously a good candidate for that sort of style of fighting because obviously i spied for those guys and they all know i'm nitty gritty i just keep my chin tucked and just keep coming forward so um, someone reached out for me from one of the Valor team and then they just said look this is what's going on Um, obviously at the time I had to sign um, like a a legal document to make sure that I wouldn't tell no one because it was all still going through and you know just the legal side of it and then uh, one day I was just sat down and I was like got this phone call and it was like you know the I can Ken Jamrock. I was like wow you know what I mean this is like, I feel like a UFC Hall of Famer bang there you go and he's ringing me how you doing man how you doing well this is what's going on I want you to fight on my show you're going to be fighting in a four man heavyweight tournament you're going to be main event and all that lot. Like. and I was like taken right back by it you know and um it, it, yeah it was, it was good um, I think obviously with with um Obviously, previously before that, I fought for uh, one of the UK promotions, a big UK promotion, and I beat one of the, you know, one of the top UK heavyweight uh, guys for the British title. So that sort of opened up a few doors as well. And uh, I suppose coming into the tournament, being the British bare knuckle boxing champ, is Sort of sells itself as well, so yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I really am, yeah. And it's like it's, it's an honor as well to fight guys that are in the tournament because the guys that are actually in the tournament, um, you know, it's no different. A fight to fight. Once I'm in there, uh, you know what I mean. This guy's trying to knock my head off. I'm going to try and knock his head off. But the guys who I'm fighting, it is an honor to fight them because out of respect. Um, a martial arts sort of side of respect, um, these guys are the guys that I've been watching before I even started my own career, they were the guys I was watching that were like pioneers that got me into it and now all of a sudden I'm like sharing the same ring as these guys and we're going to throw down and entertain so it is, it's is yes, yeah, great <laughs> really is great, I'm, I'm really positive, I'm really In a good place, I'm I'm happy to get in there and show my thing. I think this style of fight, this style of fighting as well, is right up my street. It really is, you know. So it's it's cool.
0: Yeah, you seem to be embracing bare knuckle boxing more than ever now. What makes it so enticing and attractive to you?
1: Um. It's the ultimate straightener, isn't it? It's it's, raw. It's um, as raw as it comes, you know. It's it's my style. Let's be fair, and without being big-headed, most of my wins has come through knockouts with my hands. So I'm I'm mainly, you know, my style is a boxing style. Um, So that's enticing to me. The fact that I haven't got to concentrate on anything else, no takedowns, no kicks, no nothing. Um, and I just throw my hands, you know, I got my, I got my nickname, the hand through, throwing my hands and knocking people out. So, and, and, and it's, I, I like the rawness of it, you know, the, 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 with the no gloves and, and, um, it is, it is, it is raw, isn't it? It's raw, you know, it's, it's, is literally unarmed combat. You could stand there with boxing gloves on, but you're sort of like you're still padding that form of combat in a certain degree. When you've got no gloves on it is basic unarmed combat and and, and, and that's what I love about it. I love the rawness
0: of it. One man or not one man. one night, four man tournament, you, Sokaju, Mighty Mo, Jack May. What's the mentality going into this tournament, this this one-night affair?
1: Okay, so um, obviously I have done bare knuckle before. I fought bare knuckle. Um, the, the guy who I fought in the UK, very tough, durable guy. Um, I knew he had a great chin and, and props to him, a guy called Mickey Parker, props to him. Um, it, it the game plan going into that fight was just to box him, out-jab him, jab, 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 and, and, and sort of point score. If you've seen the state of my face after the fight, even though I won it, this ain't a game that you want to be messing around in. You don't want to be jabbing and taking shots and taking shots. and you, like You want to get in get the job done and get out. So this is the mentality. I'm coming to fight. I'm coming to throw down. And um, the less time I can spend in that ring, the better. That's my mentality. I'm going to be open and honest about it. I fought bare knuckle. I know what it feels like to be punched with no gloves on. And the less time I can spend in that ring, the better. So let's get the job done quick and get home with a nice payday.
0: (laughs) The first round, you're going to take on Jack May. Do you yeah. believe that he is, you know, the the underdog in this matchup in many ways?
1: What, with me, what in in the tournament or regarding myself
0: in the tournament,
1: um, no, I don't. No, no, It's uh, there's a re- all four of that There's a lot of guys that could have been put in this tournament. You know, with obviously with the contacts that Shamrock has got and stuff, like uh, he's chose us four guys for a reason. So no one's an underdog in this in this game, and that like this is this is different. It's bare knuckle. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the guys that are in the tournament has fought bare knuckle yet. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, um, no, I don't believe so. So. So it, it's all about, um, how they're going to react to getting punched with no glove on. And it's easy saying, Oh, I've been, I've been in 40 fights and I've, you know, I've took these punches. I've took that punches, but I've seen many, many pro boxers transfer over to bare knuckle and I've seen them crumble with a couple of punches of bare knuckle. It's a different game, so no, I, I don't see anyone as an underdog. Uh, um, I, I see, I, I just see. Um, Jack May's a big guy, six foot eight, I believe, two hundred and sixty pounds. Bare knuckle, him punching you—you know—you can't say he's got—he's an underdog. <laughs> like one punch from a two hundred and sixty-pound, six foot eight guy with no glove on is—is—is. Is, is, gonna do damage so no i don't see him as an underdog i don't see any of these guys as underdogs and i see them all as a big threat in their own individual way
0: you're talking to me from thailand again yeah but in a different yeah. location at phuket yeah. top team you're making your preparations there why did you just why did you decide to go to phuket top team and prepare and <clears throat>
1: so um the, the the main reason was obviously through through the circuit and stuff um phuket top team is um renowned for their stand-up fighters etc 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 the last couple of fights i've had and over the years i've got to know the guys from phuket top team i know big steve banks uh, top guy a uh, great stand-up guy i fought with him on remember mass fight i fought on I thought yeah. he fought mass fight as well. I, I got, I like to think I got a good relationship with Boyd. He's a cool guy. Um, a couple of my good friends, uh, Marley Swindles, who's 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 actually been helping me out a lot this camp, my pad work and stuff. It was almost like, um, you know, because this just come about and uh, back home um, because this all just come about so quick. Um, I, I had to make decisions quick and and for my own head who kept top team just fitted because I sort of knew all the guys that were there, they were welcome they welcomed me over. There. They said, Look, come over we'll do everything we can to help you, blah blah blah, 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 blah. So I had sort of like um even though I was training at home for a few weeks, I come out here sort of like a month five weeks before. Um, I didn't want to go to a gym where um it was a new surrounding, didn't know anyone because it always takes a couple of weeks, two or three weeks to settle into a new environment. When I come here, um, because I already knew everyone and, um, it was like I just fitted straight in. It's like I have already been here because I've known the guys from the circuits over the years and stuff, and they all just welcomed me, and and it, no, it was just a good atmosphere. It just felt right. It felt right, and it, and it has it has been a really good decision to come here. And obviously, um, they've they've got really good standard big guys, and that's what I needed. Um, obviously, I I struggle with being a heavyweight. We, we Unless I'm going over to the States and stuff like that, I'm struggling to find the bigger, high-level guys. There's another guy here at the moment um, as well. He's an Australian professional boxer. He's fighting for a WBA world title in 10 weeks. His name's Sugar Kane Watts. He's a cruiser weight, so he's been really helping me out. And I've been doing some really good, tough, hard sparring with him. Um, he just sticks his chin down and tries to take your head off. So, which is a good, which is good in a, in a sense. This is the type of preparation I need because if I make a mistake, I, uh, he, he shows me, you know, there's a time and a time and a place for hard sparring, but like that, this last month has been the time to get ready and he, he's been a great asset over the last couple of weeks to help me get ready so big shout out to him
0: i saw a video you posted maybe a couple of days ago talking about that you are peaking at the right moment how do you know exactly when you're hitting on all cylinders
1: um one i feel good and i'm smiling two i'm enjoying the rounds uh, and I can just keep going and going and going. Um, th- th- there's a lot of uh, aspects. Also as well is um, I'm not wh- – when you tend to overtrain, train you, you, you know, you're tired all the time, you're aching, you're sleeping all the time, you don't want to go training. Your output whilst you're in training is um, – you know, isn't what it should be. But at the moment, I'm firing on all cylinders. My output's high. Um, my mindset is really good. Um, you know, my, my sparring, I'm, I'm winning the rounds. Even later on in the rounds, I'm winning the rounds. So everything's just fallen into place. Um, and I think the main, the, the main thing with with the fight game is uh, the mental aspect. Um, if, if your head ain't right, regardless of how fit or how good you are, if your head's not right, um, your game ain't right. And my head is perfect. My head's perfect. I've, I've sort of, I've had to be selfish this last month and literally cut myself off from everything, um, back home, everything, you know, everyone has their own issues and stuff like that with their own lives back home and stuff like that. But in, in the fight game, you have to to, to to be the best you can be. You literally have to be very selfish. It is a very selfish sport. Shut yourself off completely. And that's what I've had to do. And and it's paid off as much as it, you know. And the people that love me and care about me back home, they all understand. And that's literally what I've had to do. Shut myself off. And, and, and it's paying off, you know. So... I just know in my own head that I'm I'm peaking and I'm in the good place, so it's all good. It's all good, man.
0: (laughs) Definitely, man. It's always good when you're smiling and you know you got that real smile, you know, not that Hollywood smile, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: try, I try. try, Yeah, I'm I'm in Thailand. It's it's cheap to get your teeth done here. So if 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 I had my teeth done, I'd probably have a hollywood smile <laughs>
0: <laughs> now at this point in your career you know you've been through everything do you consider yeah. yourself more of a fighter rather than a, a martial artist now
1: yeah it, it's funny um just you know for example uh a lot it, it, it's funny how Um, When I go to these gyms now, like places like, you know, these big name gyms like Phuket Top Team and stuff like that, I can remember going back 10 years ago, turning up to these gyms and sort of looking up to like, you know, ex-UFC fighters and people that are still fighting on the circuit and... And, and, and like being a younger guy, looking up to these guys and all that lot. And, and, it, and it's so funny now, like turning up at these gyms and, and I'm the one that's getting the sort of like, man, you're that, you used to fight in the UFC or you're fighting that, you know, the best and tournament, you're this. Yeah, and, and it's almost like, cause, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 in a month or two. So it isn't old, but in the fight game, I'm getting up there. Let's be honest. Um, it's almost like like now I'm the veteran, you know. I'm um, probably with all my disciplines, not just MMA, but all the fights I've done, I've probably had I think it's about thirty two fights now, you know. So it's like I'm the veteran of the of, of the combat sports game now. Ever and, and and in a way it's nice because um like like I said, walking into these gyms, they're, they're, like, they're, there was like younger coaches. They're coaching now, but they're younger than me, sort of like 25 and stuff like that, coaching at these gyms and stuff. And they're coming up to me, shaking my hand, saying, oh, man, it's an honor to meet you. I've been watching your career. I've watched your fights for years and stuff like that. And uh, inside, there's like a nice little, um, what's the word, uh, a morality boost you know, so it's it's good, yeah, it's good, It's uh, and I feel there's been times in the past, especially over the last couple of years, because, you know, it, it, everyone has their own personal life, and I've had a lot of personal issues the last couple of years, so my fight career has been, over the last two years, has been very up and down, because of, you know my personal life personal issues and that. but now everything's sort of leveled itself off and, and i'm feeling good again i'm feeling like i did say five years ago and i still think there's uh there's still a few good more fights to come now so that's so how that's where i'm at at the moment with it all
0: definitely man uh now do you have anything else in the works for the rest of the year because i know you're always making moves
1: yeah yeah so um I've I I am uh, uh I've got a couple of fights left with um, the firm ACA mm. MMA fights so um I think you know I t- I, t- I take my after the guy I fought last time Sergei, my last MMA fight I did lose that fight but um I'm I'm not one of these fighters to make excuses so so this isn't an excuse this is just um something I learned from say um. You know, we don't lose, we learn. That's my motto. But I took that BKB fight. Um, I prepared for um, probably eight to 10 weeks just doing pure boxing. Um, I took the fight. I won the British title. Um, I got pretty beat up in that fight. So, and then I had, I took an MMA fight literally a month after that fight. Um, I, I took an MMA fight a month after that. Um, I lost it. Um, But I just... I I, I don't think I left myself enough time to recover. And also as well, uh, when I had the fight, I I spent maybe two weeks after the fight, I couldn't do no training, just like treadmill and cardio. So I literally did no MMA training for like nearly three months and then stupidly jumped in with... A beast of a guy that was been training MMA and lost a fight. So, um, like I said, I don't make excuses. I lost a fight fair and square, um, but I learned a lot from that process. So I'm going to get this fight done, um, which is September the 21st, and then I'm looking to fight again for ACA if they've got a show. I've just I've just spoke to my manager now to reach out to them for maybe the end of November. So it gives me enough time to, a couple of weeks recovery, and then enough time to do an actual full MMA camp so I, I can go into an MMA fight completely prepared for that fight. It's, it's hard. I, I, I'm at the point where I do like jumping from style to style now. You know, I've done the kickboxing, the boxing, the bare knuckle. Um, but I've, one thing I've learned is you need, you can't just jump from one style like boxing straight into MMA because... It, it is two different sports, so I, I, I'm just going to allow myself enough time after this fight. Um, I'm looking to fight maybe the end of November um, for ACA again. So I'm just—I I haven't got nothing confirmed. I've just spoke to my manager now to to get something in place for the end of November.
0: All right, man. Well, before that happens, you'll be stepping into the ring, Valor bare knuckle one yeah. night four man tournament man that's uh that's a crazy crazy adventure you're on right now but hey that's what life is about man challenges and mark it's always good talking to you good luck on the night and uh hopefully we'll see you back in the cage quick
1: yeah cool man cool and it's good to talk to you as well mate good to see you again